Yo, this is Vanya from I Still Love It at VE, and I'm rocking with the Tissue and the Tape podcast. The voice for hip-hop conversation through conversation. Peace. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time. Oh, this is Tissue and the Tape. Live from somewhere, it's the world's famous T-I-T-T. It's home team in the motherfucking house. No question. Before this, did you really know what live was, Philmatic? Did they? Not at all, bro. I'm Davis Backwards. Once again, that's Philmatic. And this is the Tissue in the Tape podcast. We are the Heat Holders, and we have a special guest. Yeah, yeah, man. On the line with us tonight, Philmatic. Please tell the people... Who we're about to have a great conversation with right now. Absolutely, man. You you know, you know what we do, man. This is the home of the MC. Uh even shout out to uh Apollo Brown and Ski and all the other producers, but this is the home of the MC. Uh sometimes the legends, sometimes they're up and coming, but they're always, always about the bars. So the young lady we're gonna be talking with tonight is in in right in that pantheon, man. Uh listen to her music. I was like, yo, we, we got to talk to her uh, just just right off the rip. Um, but not only are we going to get, we going to get rhyming, we going to get, we going to get singing vibe. We, we even going to get action sports. Yo. Are you are you ready, yo? This this is a first for the heat holders, yo. I'm, I'm ready to chill. How about you? <laughs> Already. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Miss Miranda Wright. What's good, young lady? How you doing? Oh, thank you for having me. That was quite the intro, so thanks for that. <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. Are we glad to have you. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. How's everything on your end? Oh, it's very golden, good. man. Yeah, very good. We're excited to be able to, to have a chance to break some bread with you and uh, not only get to know you better, but also introduce you to the people that, you know, that are familiar with us and don't know you. And um, you know, just just have a great conversation. So uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. So Phil, you know how we do, man. Start it off. Already, man. Uh, we we are the uh, the official uh, comic book guys, um, but all, all our clothes fit, unlike uh, <laughs> the comic book guys. But um, no, uh, we're, we're big into Marvel and everything. So we like to talk about uh, when we talk about MCs and we talk about hip hop. We like to talk about the origin story. Like, how'd you get by that bit by that radioactive spider that uh, we call hip hop? Like, what got you into the culture? So I've always been, I've always loved hip hop, and um. 
I grew up like my parents are like huge hip hop heads. So like I grew up into a household that really appreciated like hip hop. My parents, like especially my dad, he was always blasting Wu Tang and Rock Him as like his favorite yeah. of like all time. Um, so just like that vibe in general. But then when I was in high school, I actually originally started off writing poetry. Um, like my sophomore year and I was doing a lot of like the literary magazines and things like that in my school so it was just like how can I take like my writing and kind of just take it to the next level so then one day I actually just flipped it over like a beat and it I mean the flow wasn't a hundred percent but I was like this is not it doesn't completely suck and it felt good so from there like that's when I just started like rhyming I was like this is what I want to do Okay. Now, now, where are you from? So th- let the people know where where you uh where you. I'm repping. from New York, so I was born in Manhattan. Okay, money making. Yes, <laughs> and then I did spend some time in Jersey, but now I'm back in New York, like kind of like upstate. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Dope. So, so I was about to say, Phil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, with with that being the case, um, and you starting off, uh being a writer a lot of people that we that we talked to um english was their favorite subject in school was that was that the case with you or what I, what, what was your favorite subject if not? english yeah i feel like that was like the really like the only subject um that i was really interested in to be honest with you yeah. and then like i just love writing and then it was funny too because even then whenever i graduated high school and I took English courses in college, like I was like upset by some of the professors that I had because it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like English is so free, but like, um, the restrictions, right? Yeah. The restrictions. And I'm like, and they're like, this isn't creative writing. I'm like, no, but writing is free. No matter how you want to look at it, whether you're writing like a paper or whatever it is, but yeah. So, but English has definitely been always like my favorite subject. Yeah, mine too. Yep. I wasn't very good at math. Me either. <laughs> I, hate, I hated I algebra, you... but I love the multiply. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, algebra. But you know what? I can count my money though, so right. Exactly. <laughs> That's all that matters, yo. That's really all that matters. <laughs> as long as the bag's correct. Exactly. So talk to us about um like you said, you, you you first started off with poetry. Were you someone that had just like books and books of, of poetry books? You still writing them now? Yeah, I mean for me, like just writing has always been like just the way that I like self expression for me. So especially too in high school, because I think that's just like a weird time like in anybody's life. So like really like my notebook is like what I would turn to to really just express myself and like whatever I was going through at the time and just like you know typical like school stuff but that was just kind of like my outlet but um even now like that just I always say that's my favorite part about what I do was really the writing because it's just like I feel like it's just like raw and it's organic and there's nothing there's no filter like I feel like once you get to a certain point you try and do certain things um like there's no filter when it comes to writing like that's to me has always been like the purest part of it because it's just like you taking whatever energy that you have and just putting it on paper no doubt yeah i, w- I want to step back for a second because th- this is something that i find more and more fascinating fascinating as the culture gets uh older and as as we grow through it you said your parents uh both loved hip-hop um 
Uh, how, tell me how that is, because because we're we're of a certain uh, vintage <laughs> where 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 hip hop didn't exist for our parents, so it, it's it's always it's always awesome for me. So like my my sisters kind of got to see that, and you know like you know younger family members they get to see it. Their parents born into hip hop culture, but we're starting to see grandkids and great grandkids who don't know a world without it. So kind of. Yeah. So what was it like growing up? Like, I know, like for us, you know, our parents, you know, we wake up, we might hear, you know, Gladys Knight or Anita <laughs> Baker. So like, like our parents, our parents were born in the 50s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I'm saying like, it's just you know, a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. I think one, I think just hip hop culture in general changed a lot of different things. And it's like new. And like, I always say like, Hip-hop, when you really think about it, it hasn't been around for a long time. And I think that's why we're seeing some, whether you want to call it change or evolution, whatever it is you want to call it, that's why everything is happening so quickly. Because it's not like where it's like rock or like jazz that has been along for around for a long time. So artists have had time to play with it, change it, bring it back, you know, um, so for my parents, like, I think it was just like new for them and it's like exciting, but like, I think it's interesting to hear their stories because they were around when like, you had like the best of the best, like competition out. So I think sometimes it's just like to hear stories like from my dad, cause it's like when he was going to concerts, it's like you had like people where like hip hop was new, like prime time. And really, everybody was, like, on the top of their A-game, you know? So I think it's sometimes even interesting to see, like, their thoughts on, like, music now. Because they have got to see, like, the transition of, like, what it, you know, the original sound and kind of, like, where it's going now. Nice. So, like, uh, so like uh, uh, you, you wake up and you, your parents tell you to, uh, to clean your room. <laughs> Are, are you hearing like uh, 36 chambers? <laughs> yeah, I, they, yeah, I mean, well, my dad, it was funny. His favorite, his favorite MC has always been Rock Him. Like, that has always been like his like top notch. So, when I, I've met Rock Him like a few times now, and mm. he's like the coolest person ever. But I remember when it was really cool when I got to like introduce my dad to Rock Him. Because mm. that was awesome. like a really, like, that was a moment for him. Like, obviously, I respect Rock Him in a different way, but that was a moment for him because that was like his like, hip-hop superhero you know um so that was like cool but yeah they've always played like different music but i think too now it's different because now they hear me creating my own music so it's like they hear how what they did how it's kind of like impacted me because it's like they used to be the ones blasting it but now they're hearing stuff coming out of my studio you know Mm -hmm. so it's just like i think it's just different for them now that's dope while we're on this subject you talked about you know origin stories and um, superheroes. Who's your rap superhero? Oh, that's hard. I always say. So if you had to make an Avengers, <laughs> if we had to make a team of them. Who would who would be some of the people that would be? You know, if you had to name a couple, maybe. Well, I'm not gonna front. I love Eminem. He's always been one of like my top. Like, yeah. I, it's funny because I remember even when I was in school, I was the only one that I was allowed to have his album because everybody else, <laughs> they were like, their parents were like, "You are not getting the Eminem album." And my dad, he brought me to the store 
and got it with me. That's awesome. <laughs> There's no shame in that at all, by the way. No, I remember going to, I actually brought it to school the one day and I was like, oh, look what I got. And they're like, <gasps> <laughs> 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 you know, like they were like, oh my God. But, um, so I love Eminem and then just, I love Jay-Z. I think like he's just, there's a lot of like great MCs. I love like Nas, like I think he's a great lyricist. Um, like as far as like new school, more like current artists that are out now, I do love J. Cole. I love Kendrick. I like Logic. I think there's a lot of um, hidden. I think there's always hidden gems in hip hop. It's just about like what you listen to, you know. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's dope, man. I, yo, could you could you imagine your mom's listening to uh, no. uh <laughs> it was written no. um. And, and you <laughs> on, a, no. on a Sunday morning, <laughs> no. yo, yo, throw that Peyton full on uh, Savage. <laughs> Let, let's let's get that this uh, awesome. let's get this house clean. I know. No, um, that's that's dope, man. Um, shout out to your dad, man, for uh, purchasing the the uh, the Eminem CD for you, because I actually had a similar experience. It was funny. I, I just wrote about it. My mom, the first two albums that I got, my mom purchased them for me, and I was nine in. De- at the time definitely wasn't supposed to happen but yeah. it was my mom my mom was just you know she was uh progressive in that way so shout out shout out the big c man um but this is tissue and the tape we are here with uh miranda writes and yo your, your story is kind of fascinating man i was i was i was reading and just not not only with the music but everything you have going on um Talk to us about uh, your your other passion, man. That, that uh, snowboarding, and um, I, I'm very I'm very interested because um, as someone who's uh, uh, injury adverse, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, a snowboard in me just it just seems like a, a just no bueno, like uh, like anything that can in like a final destination type situation. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I, I'm fascinated in, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by anybody who one has the, has the, uh, how should we say the, uh, the, the chutzpah <laughs> to, uh, get on the snowboard and purposely slide down a mountain and then the skill to do it well, man, it, it's, that's, um, it's pretty awesome. So kind of talk to us about how you got involved in that. So I started snowboarding whenever I was like 13. I started originally just going with my family. And um, and then I just kind of like fell in love with the sport. Like for me, it's like a, like I always say like music and snowboarding are like my two outlets, but it's different because music has obviously become such a big part of my life now that now it's like, I'm like forced to deal with all of the other things that kind of like go on with the business part of the music, the business. So it's not like, like now it's different because it's like, I'll always love music. You know what I'm saying? But it's one of those things where it's like, I wasn't, when I first started doing this, I wasn't like wrapped up in kind of like the business part of it. I didn't even really pay attention to that. I was just somebody that picked up a microphone because I enjoyed doing it, you know? But snowboarding, because there's no like strings attached to that, it's really just kind of more of like a freedom thing. And I just like the feeling of it. And I just think like, just in general, I like being in nature. Like I'm a very, I love being outdoors and just kind of like 
really just disconnecting. Like I always tell people, even like I do a lot of live videos, I'm always telling people to like learn how to disconnect and like just find something where you kind of break away from the everyday and just all the craziness that goes on. And snowboarding is definitely that for me. Now, have you ever competed like like in like competitions or anything like that? Or no. is it strictly just a fun? Uh, a fun kind of thing yeah no it's more yeah just fun like and, I'll, and i'm gonna keep it that way because like i said <laughs> i feel like that's like my like outlet like i don't want to like ever like try and like seriously compete but um i did recently join that's my hat with the chill foundation and um it's burton's nonprofit, and basically what they do is they work with underprivileged youth all across north america and all different cities and they introduce like the youth to different board sports so it's like snowboarding skateboarding surfing and paddleboarding wow. and basically is what they do is they teach the kids how to overcome their challenges through these sports and then they also have their core values like responsibility and pride and courage and i think it's really cool because it's like you're taking inner city kids that don't have the ability to be able a lot of them haven't even seen a mountain let's be real you know so it's just like a different like thing for them and i think it's really cool that like just to be part of that and to like just see how it affects the kids and it does like change them it's nice to like just see what taking people out of their environment that they're used to and putting them in a different place what that can do for somebody absolutely man you, it, it gives you that that it lets you know that the world is bigger than your, you know the block that you grew up on and everything so that, that's that's super dope that you're a part of that absolutely yeah i think that's the biggest thing it's just like letting people know that there's something that exists beyond what you see yeah very cool phil is it time to talk about know your worth oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely man. let's get into it i mean i, I know you, you were very intrigued you wanted to know about the snowboarding and chill foundation which is which is awesome so um just wanted to make sure you had yeah. It's, it's like you said, not often that we speak to someone that's into action sports and then also, you know, is it, able to uh, combine that with community outreach and, you know, giving back. So that's dope, too. So salute to you. Thank you. Uh, but but yeah, we, we want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, some of the some of, some the, of this the, bar work. Yeah. Some of this energy <laughs> you put out into the into the universe. Um, so nine songs. Yes. Um, and you said that you actually, uh, you have a studio. Did you record in your studio or did you record, um, all around? Um, more so like kind of like locally, there was a few different projects. There was some that were just done completely different places. And there was like five songs that I did like in the same spot up here in New York. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's just interesting just because, um, just just how we we discovered it and how phil introduced it to me um it, it really gave me uh, a vibe that you really have control of your situation like you know like you really you know <laughs> you know in, in terms of um sometimes you can tell like um just like just by listening to it and just seeing how you put it out even just from just promoting it and everything it was something that really you know came directly from the source Talk to talk to us a little bit about, um, I guess, just uh, your process in terms of not only um, 
disseminating it out to the world, but also just um, like how it is to put out music in this kind of climate where we're at, where everything's digital. Um, I definitely think it's interesting because one, it's like you said, everything's digital. So like long gone are the days of people wanting like physical copies, which is kind of sad because it's like, I like me personally, like when albums come out that I'm really excited about, I'll still buy a copy just because I like to have that. I feel like there's nothing better than having like that physical copy, even if you don't listen to it, but just to have it. But, um, so like Know Your Worth was just different for me because I wasn't even intentionally trying to do an album at that point. It was just really like a crazy kind of time, like in my life, like personally. And I just kept recording like song after song after song after song. And I just kind of picked the ones that I like liked best. And I ended up just saying like, you know what? Like I always say like that's like a growing pains album, but in a good way. Like I feel like when you listen from it from like top to bottom, like you can kind of see the growth and like where I was at. So I think that's why a lot of times people like that album is because like they kind of feel like they're going through what I was going through, but what they're going through, but it's like one song at a time. Like you actually get to sit there for a second and like feel that way. So I think that's why like that project like resonates with people. Do you think this was like your like coming out, like kind of like your breakthrough in terms of like you finding like, had you felt as comfortable as you were before this project like had you had previous projects where you felt this like i don't know just listening to it i just felt like wow like you know like this is someone who's really found their their voice found their their way in terms of like who they are as an artist had you felt like that before no like yeah i definitely think know your worth was like that project i think one like i just did so many different things musically that i did not step into that territory before like know your worth that was like my first like real project that i was actually like singing and harmonizing on like multiple records i never did that before like a part of me always kind of wanted to but then like i didn't and then i was like i don't know if i should start doing that because you know how people and it just it's just just the way it is especially in hip-hop it's like oh she's singing she went pop blah 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 so i kind of like struggled with that like an internal thing i'm like should i let out that other side and then another thing was too was like when i was younger i was more like hesitant to let people in and that can be a problem i feel like when you're creating because like music is supposed to be open but it does take a lot to really open yourself up so when i did that album it was different for me because at that point i was talking about heartbreak friends family all the important things, stuff yeah, yeah. Things that I never the keys to life <laughs> yeah yeah so i just really let it all out and i think that was like the stomping grounds for where i'm at musically because now i just feel like there's like really like no boundaries like i just feel comfortable like just expressing myself however i want to that's got to be pretty liberating because i know even for us you know even when we were you know doing our demos and stuff like that like you don't know like who your music is gonna eventually like reach so yeah. you're giving you're giving pieces of yourself out into the universe again, so to speak, but you don't know. You know, someone may hear it five years from now. Some, someone may hear it fifteen years from now. But at that particular moment, when you're getting that off of your chest, it's almost like nothing else is as important as expressing yourself like that. And uh, yeah. 
it resonates like i'm saying like listening to that it definitely just felt like wow like okay like she's like she's like i'm here and this is who i am and you know take it or leave it and so. and, it, and, and then also with that not only do you, you you're not always sure who is going to reach but you're also not sure how it's going to affect them once once it does reach them and and like the kind of impact that you that you may have on their life and and what's going on and 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 i can i can tell you one of one of the songs that impacted me was uh and heard about me and, and i was like when i heard that i was like yeah i was like yeah i was like this this, this like this is somebody who it, it, it's not even an arrogance thing it's just somebody who knows like like you know like all right i can do this and like yeah. you know they need to know that i can do this yeah and and that's that's the feeling that i got when i heard that's like you could hear like the confidence just like swelling like um now tell me I, i'm always interested in this was that one of the first songs you made or was that one of the last songs you made so actually what's crazy when i first wrote that song like that was like probably i wrote that song like a year before i end before i even ended up touching it again it wasn't i originally wrote like some of the verses and um i did that with in the public enemy studio nice um, i was there with like keith shockley and then J dj journey he's based in la he's the one who produced that record but so when i first heard that beat that was in that studio but for whatever reason at that time like we kind of like were building on it and i had started writing but it just never like fully came to like be if that made sense and then so it's just like yeah i left it alone because i think with music sometimes too it's easy to put things in like the pile you know and just like let things build up and i've I'm like, I'm always like, I can only imagine if all the music that I had recorded that's not even out just came out one day, you know? But I just put that into the, eh, save you later pile. And then after I did Ask Em, I was like, you know what? I feel like Heard About Me would be like a nice, like, follow-up. Because I just thought, I felt like it was like fun and it was playful, but like you just still, it was lyrical, but it was also like, it made you feel good. Like it has that yeah. just like, classic, like, bounce to it. So whenever I was like revisiting, like doing the project, I was like, I really wanted to put that song. And then I ended up laying it down and just kind of like finishing some of the verses and decided to put it on there. Now, now you said you recorded that. You you, you just kind of glance over that. For every, everybody that's listening, they may not realize who you mentioned. You mentioned, <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, the Shockley from the legendary Bomb Squad. Uh, very... Um, for those who, who know they they are the producers behind public enemy and done some amazing work with a lot of other artists including uh rakim so how, how was that experience because i mean it's not everybody can say that even some of the all-time greats in the in the game can say they, they you know they recorded in the presence of somebody so um important to the culture yeah, no, it was dope. I mean, I think too, like the energy was just like organic. And um, I actually spent like one whole like summer there was like, so it was like me and then it was like the DJ from LA and then there was like another singer there and we actually like worked on a couple projects and we never even ended up like putting those out. 
But um, no, Keith is amazing. Like he's just like a musical like genius, you know. And I just feel like his energy is like really pure. But like I feel like I also learned a lot. I think that's the one thing because I have been around like a lot of like legends, so I really have gotten to learn like the culture and stuff. And it's like that's the one thing I think too. Like when you see how passionate they are about what they do, like it kind of makes you like feel like that's how everybody should be. Like everybody should be like die hard. Like they genuinely love this. So it was oh, like, it's always dope just being around him because he's full of energy. He's crazy. He has a good vibe and he's just, he's, that's he's dope. Keith Shockley. <laughs> that, 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 that's interesting because then you almost, you almost understand why the music sounds the way it does. Knowing just those little tidbits, it, it, it makes the music, you like, you get why the music sounded the way it did when, when, when he was making it. So that, that's, that's pretty cool to uh, hear. Absolutely, yeah. So, have you had a chance to travel? Uh, you know, I've kind of been stuck in New York and just more so along the East Coast. I have not even w ventured out to the West Coast <coughs> yet, which makes me really upset because I know it's crazy. I mean, but I think that's the one bad thing, too, about technology because it's so easy now to, like, just hop on a call with people, mm -hmm. um, Skype video whenever you're doing meetings and things so there really hasn't been like any reason for me to go out to LA but you would think like if my publicist is out there people who are representing me they're in LA and I haven't even been out there so no I've been kind of trapped on the east coast so I'm trying to venture out <laughs> if, if if I was if I was uh if I was guessing if I had to throw down money I would have I would have assumed that you were from the west coast just by the vibe it feels it feels like West Coast, like like California, um, and, and then you throw in the snowboarding part. That 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 kind of would have uh, like I I can see you out at Big Bear, um, <laughs> like so that that that's surprising that you've never been out there. But I mean that that's that's some place like everybody needs to go, you know, multiple times a year if they if at all possible. California. I know. I know. I've been trying to get out there too, and I feel like every time I'm like getting ready to go, like something like pops up or whatever. But I, I will get there. Of course, I, uh, you absolutely will. Yeah. You're gonna own half of California, uh, and just re just remember the um the old guys on the podcast when, <laughs> when you when you're uh, running the world. <laughs> um. No man, um, I still want to see California. That's the first thing that popped in my head um, when you said that uh, the common line from uh, B. Um, but yeah, it's it's your world. Yeah. So yeah, you'll 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 be in California very soon. Yeah, I, no, I, I no worries. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be tired of going out there. You, I gotta get on another. <laughs> I gotta get on another goddamn playoff. <laughs> <laughs> But but that also also leaves you a clean slate just because think about all the the places you know just in terms of snowboarding that that you haven't even been yet that you could go oh yeah you, know, you got an bucket list is gonna be crazy yeah yeah, yeah for yeah, sure yeah I know I know that's pretty cool though trust me I thought about that <laughs> yeah. get out to Colorado and yeah you know, all those different all that places stuff in the middle you know yeah Aspen and all that yep. That's pretty cool. Um, 
So back back to just the snowboarding really quickly. Do you listen to music when you do it? Are you able like do you have oh, to be absolutely I could okay. not do it without music. Yeah. Okay. But that's why but that's why I feel like that, like, why it goes so much together. Because even, like, I don't know if you guys watch the X Games or, like, if you are, like, ever watching tuning for that. But, like, if you notice, even before, like, they drop in, like, they, they always put their headphones in. I mean, I have seen people who don't listen to music, but most people have their music. Because that's what I'm saying. It's like, I always say it's like you, your board, the mountain, and your headphones. Mm when you're out there so that's why i think for me it's so like peaceful it's like being in a different place because it's like that's all i have to focus on you know i remember watching the olympics and and seeing uh i i, I forgot i think it was from switzerland in the any wrote uh free meat mill on his uh <laughs> on, his, on his snowboard i was like oh this is awesome yeah. and, um and then you see somebody like uh like chloe kim um who is like pound for pound one of the best athletes in the world i mean i she's like what like 16 or something like something. 17 yeah yeah and up. and she's already like the 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 top snowboarder in in the world which is pretty awesome um but yeah i can't what's a what's a snowboarding soundtrack song like what's something you listen to um when you're when you um when you get on the mountain well, I listen to different things. I have to be careful because sometimes I listen to something, I'll get too hype, and I'm like, you know what? Don't hurt yourself and get crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> I love listening to like the Prodigy because they're like it's high energy. Mm -hmm. I love just like high, like up tempo, high energy tracks. So that's really the only thing that fits snowboarding. Now, granted, I mean, you can definitely there's definitely songs that are like more chill that are just like easy, like listening. But um, just things that are just like high energy, up tempo, yeah. like things that make you feel confident to go down and do whatever it is that you're trying to do, then that's run. So we used to play. Phil, what's the name of the game we used to play on uh, PlayStation? S S S S X. Yeah. Um, that was the the uh the the snowboard. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, that's like when we. Oh man, we so old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when we first got the job. <laughs> you you might you might have been on Earth, maybe not. I'm guessing you. If you were, it, yeah, it I, I'm not. I'm not even going to ask the question. But I, I, if I had to bet money, I would say you were probably a thought when that game was out. <laughs> um, wow. But no, but as you mentioned, like the way you describe the music, the the what would come into my mind is like like I mean going back to like um Hank. Shockley and the music that he made with with Public Enemy, like the the whole Takes a Nation of Millions album, seems like it would be like snowboard music, like something like Bring the Noise. Like, yeah, you know. exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's almost like you just need something that's gonna like hype you up, like high energy, like confident, like feel good, like music. Yeah. Now, now I have to ask, like. Have you ever? I, I have you ever took a L snowboarding like one of those ones? Of that, course. I mean, yeah. one of those ones that made you think like, yo, what the hell am I doing out here? I mean, like the one thing there's no denying is like it's definitely. I always say like it's, it sounds horrible, but like anytime we go to the mountain, there's always somebody that gets hurt. Should that stop you from trying the sport? Absolutely not. That's like saying, oh, I'm not gonna leave the house in case something happens to me today. You know. But I mean, it definitely is like a tough sport. I've yeah, I've fallen on my face numerous times. I remember when I actually I think it was like my second 
season, I was like racing my friend down the mountain at night, and Ooh. I didn't see anything, and it he was and it was like all icy, and I lost the <laughs> like I ended up like falling, and my nose was bleeding. I like cut up my hands and stuff. And I was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then just like after that, like I took a little break and then, it, you know, it is what it is. I think that's why too, I like snowboarding because when you think about the whole like notion of it, like even when you fall down, like having to get back up, you know? Mm -hmm. So. And you're strapped into that thing all crazy. Like you get like, like you, you fall, you, you have no choice, but to, like you're, you're, you're still on it. Like it's like. So you just have to get up and just like kind of go back again. Have you have you broken any bones though, or no, it's never? No, no, no that's no. good. That's good. Yeah, you're you're a better human being than me though, because <laughs> I'm like yo, I'm. Ah. <laughs> like, the, the, the first... No, no, I'm not. It's not even that. Like I just that just seems like oh, like I don't like being cold one. So like. Um, I can only imagine being in pain oh, and cold. I'm good. I yeah, think, I think. but but it's something that it's something that I said I always wanted to try. Yeah, yeah, you would try it. Yo, yeah, oh for sure, for well, sure. I, well, I hope after this conversation that this winter you go to the mountain and Challenge. then and then I want a picture. I want you to be like, yo, I'm here. <laughs> the, I, and I the want, picture I want that popped in my head was a full body cast. Hit full body cast. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, like, is that him? I just see his eyes. I don't see <laughs> Oh no, there's his hat. They wrap your hat too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll have my hat on with the cast on. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so all right. This is Tissue and the Tape. We are speaking to Miranda Wrights. Absolutely. Miranda, we do a little thing here to uh, help our listeners and also help us get a better idea of our guests and just to get to know you guys a little bit better. We have this thing that we uh, do that's called Tip for Tap. And basically all it is is just free association. We're going to throw out a couple names, one side or the other. Uh, you you got to pick one side. You can't straddle the fence on these. Uh, just, I'm yeah, I'm a, we'll throw we'll throw you a couple uh throw you a couple curveballs, but we'll start off light. All you right. mean this is the on the spot game? Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Everybody everybody does it. Okay. You have to pick one or the other. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. okay. All right, Phil. If we're talking about television sitcoms, and we're talking about The Office, oh. right? Okay. If I say that Jim Halpert is the funniest person on the office, who do you say? I'm going to say Dwight Schrute. And what do you say, Miranda? Dwight. By far? Yeah. You said that so quick. So quick. Because she knows what she's he's, talking about. He's crazy. <laughs> but, but Jim, his faces, don't, don't you ever find yourself making Jim's faces sometimes? Like when people are talking, you just look like, and there's not even a camera. Sometimes you just look and go. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, I love The Office. I thought you were gonna say Michael, but I guess you didn't say that because you know, hands down, who I was. Right. I mean, that, that's that's, that's an easy one. That's, that's too easy. easy. But I mean, Jim, like he 
I feel like he's he's hilarious, but he's like the good instigator. But like Dwight, like he's just the things he does is so crazy. Like that episode when he was like, "Oh, everybody's gonna learn today about my safety." Who puts the office on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, yo, as I, I, much as I love that show and love his character, like I would have fought him. Like I would have been fired. Oh yeah, yeah I, you can never work with somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, I could. Like, yeah, we would have go to jail. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we would have had many physical altercations. I would have been fired. Yeah. One of my favorite one of my favorite things ever in the office though is when Jim put all the white stuff in the machine <laughs> and, and then people were buying all the stuff off his desk. <laughs> and, he's like, and he and he's like, Does anybody have change? <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the greatest shows ever on TV, man. Um and it's it's a, it's a loop. Yeah, salute to Michael Scott, of course. His character is played by uh, Steve Carell. I mean, one of the greatest television characters of all time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, he did Ricky Gervais a, a great, um, you know, great homage in terms of like comparing his uh, his American TV show character to the one that they made famous over in the UK, and he, he did it justice. Did you ever watch the UK version? Uh, wait. I, you know, I never did, and people always said that I should because they say that it's funnier. But I don't know how true that is. <laughs> it's cheeky, like as they say. Mm-hmm. So it, it has a little bit more of the you know on their on their TV they're able to do a little bit more um, in terms of like uh, you know some of the innuendo or you know some of the things that they're able to get get away with um, on TV. But I mean, yeah, uh, you know, pound for pound, I, I still like the U.S. I've watched both. I still like the U.S. just a little bit more. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because people always say like, oh, I would love for them to do it again. And even me too. But you know what? I don't think it would be as funny because now people are so easily offended. Could you imagine? You can't. You can barely do it. Yeah. Oh, it would be in headlines. Mm-hmm. Like, you can never do a show like that now. But I think that's why like people just will constantly rewatch it. Because mm-hmm. you'll never, I don't think we'll ever get a show like that again. Yeah. That's an excellent so, point. Not on network TV, maybe like HBO or. I don't even know it with them because, like, one of the it's, it's a that's a great point that you brought up because I was just watching a um a documentary about Chris Rock's um stand up Bring the Pain, and and they were saying like even the people that said they loved it were saying like ooh he said that that was kind of like when when he was doing the jokes about um OJ Simpson and everything it's like. How could you joke about that? And like, as they were laughing at the jokes, and it's like, like I, I wouldn't do that now. I was like, and, and it was just saying, he even said he don't know if he could do it now. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, just I one of those things. There's one thing that I would never do in this day and age is be a comedian at the same It's tough. Yeah, because, man. Because, and it's kind of sad because I, there's, I think there's important that we should have filters for certain things. I do. I think there's a common courtesy. However, though, to, I feel like we've limited so much what people are allowed to say that that's what I'm saying. Like you can even, like you could not even do a show and like people, that's why I don't even think people really like to even speak their minds because no matter what they say, they know that somebody's going to come back and say something. It's crazy. They just they just got Roseanne. Uh, you know they had to kill off her character. Spoiler alert, um, and, and respin her show off into a, a whole nother thing. But the thing that she said, I mean, it was insensitive. But if you were just in the company of her in her living room, like everybody just would have had a good time laughing at the joke and mm-hmm. moved on from it. But the fact that it was put out, you know, on social media and then 
you know, this news group got a hold of this so that they could fill their news cycle and, you know, all this, then, you know, it turned into a whole thing where people had to lose their jobs and stuff like that. So it, it is tough, definitely. Um, Killer Mike, he had me rolling. He was like, he said that I, I, I can't wait for the time when everybody is equal and everything is fair. So then we can start talking shit about each other again. Um, and, and, and it's funny when he when he said it, but it was, it was actually a much deeper point because if everybody is equal, then you can you can say offensive things knowing that it won't have so much weight as it is when when you have such inequities in the system between men and women, between the, the races. It's it's so I get what he was saying, and, and it was it was actually uh, real. Uh, it was real um, poignant, at, especially in this time of in day. But I do agree about the office, though. As great a show as it is, it would be a much different show in 2018. Yeah. Or I, I because just just the level of things that the boundaries that they were even able to push on NBC, I don't think they would let them get away with that now. Yeah. All right, back to it, Phil. Your turn. Right back at it. Oh man. Um. All right. Let's see. Let's see where we going. Uh, vibe. All right. If I say, uh, the Eminem show, you are going to say the Marshall Mathers LP. And what do you say, Miranda? Mm. I'm gonna go with Marshall Mathers. And reason being, I just felt like there was so much on that project that there was just, that was the, like, that was the really, like, the, excuse my language, but, like, the oh shit point for people, Mm -hmm. I feel like, when they heard him. Because it was just so much that you got from it that it was, like, it was just a different ballgame in music. Right. What's your go-to track on, on, on Marshall Mathers LP? Uh... Because what that was Stan, that was the way I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cleaning up. Nah, cleaning up my closet was uh, Eminem show. Yeah. Oh, was, there, there was a you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great what? live, by the way. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It is. Yeah. Such a, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, that's hard. You know what? I think from a storytelling point, I think I'm going to say Stan probably just because that there's nothing I still haven't heard like till this day a record like that, honestly. And that's why I always say like Eminem will be one of my favorites because nobody has been able. There's a lot of great MCs, you know, and to each its own. They all are. They all rule in their own way. But like I have not heard a song like Stan since that record came out. And I don't think we'll ever get that again. Yeah. It's awesome, great song. Yeah. Changed the lexicon too, and then you know, yeah. put, you know, created. I mean, that that word is used. one of the most used words in the yeah. culture ever. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, for sure. Okay, all right. We're gonna switch gears a little bit. Um, all right. So, if I say, um. Ooh, Phil, I'm trying to keep it recent. I'm trying to keep it something that uh, if I say uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, mm. 
Bill Maddock, what do you say? I am going to say Good Kid, Mad City. And which one would you select, Miranda? You know what? Just if I'm being completely honest, I'm going to have to say 2014. (laughs) (laughs) I would be fronting if I did not say that I did not listen to that album more, honestly. Is that one of the albums that you listen to the most ever? Yes. I've heard that a lot from people. Me too. It was just the way, and the thing is, like for me, I really honestly started appreciating Kendrick because he had a lot of solid pro- like projects before that. But his damn album, that was really, and I know that's more like recent. And I do think like his previous projects were dope, like even to Pimp a Butterfly and everything. But like damn, like that did a lot for me. But like I just feel like out of those two, like I don't want to veer off topic. I would say like 2014, just because I listened to that album a lot. Yeah, no doubt. Nah, and we're just speaking about you kind of coming into your own and definitely, you know, just finding your voice and being confident. I think that's why I felt like Cole finally just became this person who he is now. And, mm-hmm. you know, before we used to give him grief just because um, maybe his experiences that he shared, they, they tended to be a little redundant. Um, but then it just seemed like with that particular project, he just, that was it. It was just like he found exactly what he, he found his voice. About. And he, he discovered who he was to people and he gave them that even more. So, uh, yeah. So, um, all right. I see. I see where you're heading with that. Phil, we got a couple more. What, what do you got? All right. I'm going to go. I, I, I don't know if you are a fan of sneakers, but I'm going to ask you this anyway. <laughs> you, you have to pick between the lovely uh, Air Jordan and Vod. What are you going to uh what are you gonna say? I'm I'm just gonna say Air Jordan. No no just no period. model, just Air Jordans, period. And vibe, you are gonna say I'm gonna say Air Max. Um mm, Air Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone, and, 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 anyone in particular? Um, not one in particular, but I just feel like they're more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Honest. You're not yeah. wrong. Like, like, <laughs> they're like comfortable and they also like they're, you know they're cute <laughs> yeah you're not wrong at all I, i'm always cute when i wear air max so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're right you're right okay all right uh last one here uh again just a little bit to just kind of just let our our people know who you are um if if you had to pick uh one particular type of meal so we're talking about uh phil I'm a lunch guy, man. I love lunch. Yeah. What do you say? Oh, I, I'm 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 gonna hit you early in the morning with 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 a, with a uh, nice big breakfast. So so a, a great lunch or a big breakfast? A big breakfast. Get your day started because you can't get on the slopes on an empty stomach, right? Um. Sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah. You probably should because you don't want to be on the slopes with a with an omelet right oh, here. True. That's what I'm, I love omelets. That's literally like my favorite thing. But I just love. I knew that. I love a good <laughs> breakfast. Like even like in the afternoon. Like I'm one of those annoying people that I will always be get down to go to a diner. Okay. And have breakfast whether it's three o'clock. There's or nothing wrong with that. In the morning, like if you say, "Oh, let's go to a diner," I'm like, "All right, cool, let's go." <laughs> yeah. 
that's what diners are made for and that's why there's so many more that are popping up because people realize you can't just relegate breakfast to i mean before noon even mcdonald's was like yo we gonna get these uh these egg mcmuffins off at uh 2 30 in the afternoon yeah like, they, they just like yeah, yeah yeah okay so are right, you you successfully passed the test <laughs> hold on Vod. i got i got one bonus yeah. one oh let's go extra credit <laughs> extra credit this is this is a special one now, if you were to ask your, your dad, because you said he's a big Wu-Tang guy, so is he going to say, if if I say to your dad, uh, Ghostface Killer, Vod, you would say to, Moran- to uh, Miranda's dad, Mr. Wrights. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, so the logical point would be the yin and the yang to that, but I'm going to throw you a little bit of curveball. Oh, you're you always curving. Yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Oh. So, so we got He has to pick between Ghostface Killer or Method Man. I'm trying to think about this one because I feel like if he hears this and I say the wrong answer, he's gonna be <laughs> <offended>. <laughs> um, uh, You know what? I think he would go with Method Man. Honestly. Right. Can't go wrong with either one. You can't go wrong with either one, but it's different, and I love them both because they're both they're both high energy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They both like when you hear them, like you can tell, you know who's mm-hmm. who, and I oh, think yeah. that's so important too, like musically. But I just kind of feel like you know, I think he would go with Method Man. So now, now you have to ask him, and then you have to you have to let us know what what his actual answer <laughs> was. Because I, I now, let him listen to this, and I'm gonna wait for him, and I'm gonna say, I'll let you know. He's gonna be like, I can't believe you said that, Miranda. I would have gone with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no, stop, again, stop the pops. Definitely, and again, there's there's uh there's there's no wrong answer to that question because they're both dope MCs. Yeah, um, yes. great. Yeah. Right. Um. So we're just gonna just ask you a couple more questions. We know your time is precious. We appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. Um. We just need to know just a couple more things from you, uh, just such as um, where we are right now in, um, I guess, uh, 2018 and just moving forward and everything. Um, where do you stand as far as uh, on the political um, tip? You're someone that has a platform, has a voice, has people that, that have people that follow you. Um, are you someone that's out there that, you know, that's, that's you know, promoting people to vote? Or is it something to where, you know, you kind of, you know, you separate maybe uh, your your rap profession from politics? Um, I don't know if I ever intentionally tried to separate it. I think the biggest thing is not really ever picking a side and telling people to vote. I think it's more so getting people to learn more. Because I think that's the biggest problem with society now is that everybody thinks they know everything but nobody wants to do research. So I've always been the type of person, if I don't, and I like that, and I think it's important we have conversations because that's how you learn. It's unfortunate that usually when people try to have a conversation nowadays, it gets crazy because it really shouldn't be that way. People should be able to hear each other out. But I think it's more so like getting people to actually learn like and research about what they're talking about so that way whenever you make a decision you know why you're making that decision because it's easy for us to just throw some you know throw a point that 
to this person, throw a point to that person. I think politics in general, there's so much that goes on behind the scene. That's what I'm saying. Like you really have to know what's actually even going on before trying to say this person's better than this person and mm-hmm. you know i agree absolutely <laughs> <Not> um, <power. laughs> it really is um phil as as we know you know um it's something that we talk about on our show all the time in terms of um just people being educated and informed about whatever it is whether it be hip-hop whether it be politics whether it even just be about the ball the bylaws or rules and regulations at your children's school you know like you just you need to know things <laughs> so that you can operate you know effect, effectively so it's good to hear you know someone um that's obviously very um is very young but at the same time wise and mature um also say that because that gives us hope because you know that's what we need as well so yeah uh, what, what else you got, Phil? A lot of people hope, but I wish. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what what are the um, what are the things I, I was curious to know? Because um, obviously you you're, you are a, a fan of snowboarding, but are you a fan of any other uh, sports? We're big sports guys. Like I'm, I have the I have the Sixers Bucks game on right now. If you see me, I'm kind of peeking over. <laughs> but um, like, are you are you a sports fan? And if so, of who? Um, I'm not going to get into athletes, to be honest with you, because I feel like I don't, I'm going to just keep it real. I feel like I don't know enough about like different players to say, oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah is the best we've ever seen. Because you know, there's certain people that are like that. And then it's like, dude, you don't even know what you're talking about. Just be quiet. Go home. But, uh, <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy watching basketball because when I was younger, I used to play it outside a lot. And I was actually on a basketball team for like one short period of my life. Okay. And I did red nice. basketball. And um, I actually liked watching soccer too. And I think it's because my brother played soccer for years. Okay. And, fo- and football's cool too. So, I mean, like I said, I like watching the sports. How much do I know? Do I know as much as you guys? Definitely not. But those are probably like the three sports that I, like I enjoy like watching and that I can get into. Have you ever been to one to a sporting event? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I used to go to like way back in the day to all the Knicks games because I remember my mom, her company, I forget exactly what they did, but they kind of like worked with a lot of like the Knicks, um, like that kind of whole thing. So we mm-hmm. always used to get like great seats and like, That's nice. Yeah, and we'd be yeah. like right on. Oh, I forget what it was called, but there was like they had this one event, and I'll never forget. I it was I went in the middle of the court and I was like dancing. I was probably like I had to be maybe like nine or something like that, and I remember just going down there and like cool. dancing. <laughs> so yeah. so you so you got to so you got to step foot on the uh, the court at Madison Square. Yeah, that's, the that's pretty famous arena. That's pretty. That's, cool. that's pretty official. <laughs> Yeah, you probably scored more points than uh, the current uh, Knicks <laughs> roster that night. Definitely more cool points than them, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's dope. Yeah. Uh, Phil, what else you got? Uh, what, 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 what's, what's, uh, what's next for you? I mean, you got you're doing everything with uh, with, with chill. You have uh, the project out. Are you um are you doing any writing for anybody or? Yeah, um, 
any any shows like where, where we can check um check you out or anything like that yeah so i am actually planning um different shows that are coming up but the next one will be at sobs november 11th i will be there um in terms of like projects like i'm I've been working on different stuff. I don't think I'm gonna drop like an album just yet because that's like a whole different like ball game and length of time. I've just kind of been doing project by project because then I feel like I can kind of get it out to like people sooner. But there's a lot of exciting things going on that I can't necessarily say right now, but I will say that there's great things going on behind the scenes. So you just kind of have to keep up with me on social media and see as I- The next phase of the takeover is, is what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> we always love to hear that. Yeah. Um. And that's dope, man. Um. Like. We, well. 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 Hopefully. Um. We we'll, we'll give you the uh the official uh tissue and the tape bump. And by the by the time uh the world hears this, um you'll be you know you'll be on the um everybody they'll be uh, they'll be uh knocking on your door for uh interviews and everything like that. I I, I feel like that's coming, man, because. Just judging by the the music that I've heard, um, it, it's it's about to be on. <laughs> For lack of a better term, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you hanging out with us and taking some time. And uh, we definitely don't want this to be the last time that we speak. So please, um, you know, next time you, you know have something going on, or if you actually just want to just have some fun, uh, you know, and you know just talk talk some uh some trash with some old guys please <laughs> yeah well, open invitation to uh rock out with us yeah absolutely thank you guys so much for having me i love your energy it was fun goodbye no doubt man thank you very much and again this is a mayor this is miranda rights yes w-r-i-t-e-s tell them yeah, tell them where they can find you yeah i was about to say that yeah so i'm basically on every platform you can think of but like spotify apple music title you can go to youtube if you actually go to my website misswrites.com and you leave your email you will get all of my music sent to you whenever it's released for free so you can do that and um yeah basically every social media follow me on instagram on Twitter, Facebook, all of that good stuff. But like I said, it's rights W R I T E S. Nice. That that well, you, you made me think about something that I that I that I had um mentally prepared to ask. Um the name rights it that that to me that implies that not only obviously you write for yourself, but are are you writing for others? No, I'm not writing for others, but like one of the reasons why I liked it was because it's like a play on the whole like Miranda Wrights thing, right? From that yeah. whole perspective. But then too, like I feel like to me, like writing, especially in hip hop, like it always mind boggles me that people don't care about people who don't write. And Talk I'm not to saying Talk to. I'm not saying that it can't be. There's a difference between a collaboration and then somebody constantly like picking up a pen for you, especially in hip hop. So I feel like hip hop has always been that, right? Like even when you think about it. Um, so for me, like that's how I started doing this, and like writing was my first love before I got on the microphone, before I started doing videos, before I started performing. Like I fell in love with writing first, so I kind of just always want that to be. People like what you hear is what you get from me. I'm the source, and that's kind of that. That's what it is. Well, when it comes to ladies, a lot of times I think um, people 
often make the wrong assumption that you know like oh maybe maybe she didn't write this and if she didn't that's okay because you know she's a lady and it's like you know to each his own like you said before but again like it you can tell you know like when we used to hear foxy we we could tell that it was nas and it was jay and it was shine and it was you know whoever same thing with kim we could tell that it was big right so so as 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 we listen to again to you and um to to rhapsody and you know to lakaley you know 47 and all these yes all these wonderful um ladies out here that are killing it we can take pride in the fact that you are taking pride in writing like you said in your pen and also like just the joy that you get from having the ownership of your thoughts like what's better than that you know exactly well i always say too like i'm always open to constructive criticism and i know everybody's not gonna like my music and that's cool like i'm not you know what i'm saying like everybody has their own taste but my thing is too like if somebody's gonna say like my song is whack and let it be then let it be then i know that like i was the one who put everything into that song and people thought it was whack it's a different you know what i'm saying because then you listen to things differently so then when people are also like i love this record like that means something to me too because i already know what went behind you know what i'm saying and the creative process that i had behind that so like it's just a different feeling you know if somebody came to you with a blank check would you write for them though um yeah i mean i'm not opposed to writing for people i just like writing my own stuff that like anything that's like miranda writes like in terms of my brand um you know i want it to come for me right Uh, but i'm not opposed to writing for somebody else because that's somebody you know it's for somebody else i think i think that um that's that's probably like one of the great signs of respect when um because you know a lot of the artists that we've spoken to they don't necessarily divulge who but they do say that they do you know participate in that in terms of writing for other artists yeah it does bring you know a, a kind of sense of pride for them too because they just like you know not only am i dope but somebody thinks that i'm dope enough to write yeah. for someone else yeah they they've been quick enough to say like even though they didn't say the exact artist we we see them in in in, in their instagrams right <laughs> and then you'll you they'll, they'll quickly tell you oh yeah they're they're on the charts or that that song was platinum and you know it yeah, came yeah. my hands no yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the slide it's the undercover slide yeah right 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 exactly. you gotta put the pieces of the puzzle together yourself so it's yeah, yeah. but yeah i it, the, the last thing i'll say and now then i'll let you get out of here is um once again thank you for for rocking with us but also one of the, the things that i got from listening to your music is that is your your music is is hip-hop in in the sense that it's actually to me it's actually bigger than the genre and what i mean by that is like i can hear your music in so many different arenas like from i can hear some of your music at a sporting event or on on a television show as the backdrop so like like i i got certain like every time i i listen to music i like i think it puts me in a in a zone so being able to hear it and hear it in different places is like yo if if i was doing this i would play this song or if i was listening to that i would expect this song to be in the backdrop because i i do everything to music so i i think you have a 
a long successful career ahead of you in terms of the music that you make because it's so multifaceted and that's just a tribute to your style so salute i think we lost it nevertheless um her music's uh universal <laughs> when she actually listens back to this she'll just know that she said yeah. all those wonderful things about her music no doubt but um, um yeah man this has been a great conversation with miranda uh we're looking forward to what she has to offer in the future no doubt and um on that note filmatic take us out with the fader okay gang um you already know what we do man we are the best in the world at this uh hip-hop culture torchbearers thing absolutely we are the torchbearers we got so many things tgif playlist uh heat hold the radio um multiple episodes uh 204 and counting a tissue and the tape podcast shout out to apollo brown and you know everybody else that's rocked with us over the past multiple years and you know what we do man uh we keep bringing that flavor keep bearing the torch and we work for that money we live for that love and we die for what we believe in this is tissue in the tape please respect heat holders Shit. they do hip hop better than you oh this is tissue in the tape like that daddy like that baby I keep a low profile cause I must Get addicted, I be that dangerous I'm like a first time, you can't get enough I'm the illest thing that you never giving up Shut it down, have you caught up in the rhythm Wanna get close, feeling for collision I'm that chick that changes behavior Straight switching teams cause they love the flavor Now they fantasize about rights I put the spice in the hype cause I'm nice when it comes to the rhymes, it's more than lines. I'm dropping bars that'll last to the end of time. I get 100 and you stomach. Taking tums, I'm the reason that they yawn. It ain't hard to tell. This ain't the status quo. I be on demand like HBO. You must not heard about me. You just don't know about me. Streets talking, I say probably. You worry about you when I worry about me. You ain't gonna do it like me. I'm not those other MCs. Yeah, loose to the rhythm, bounce with me. Let me show you how it's supposed to be. Your lights are upgrade, I made it easy. Brought that HD resolution to your TV. Your light gourmet, I hook the night up. Yeah. What up, we about to blow up on that red cup? High fashion, with designer. I rock Tim's, I barely need a primer. Tower Heights, I do it custom. Head tripping and we ain't even in London. Undisputed, therapeutic. Bob your head, vibrations in the music. I hit them hard, no auto tune. Hex them, then it's on to the next one. Head sprung, lyrically strung. Can't even front, try to do what I done. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. Come on, hold on. Stirring a storm from dusk to dawn. You must not heard about me. You just don't know about me. Streets talking, I say probably You worry about you when I worry about me You ain't gonna do it like me I'm not those other MCs Loose to the rhythm, bounce with me Let me show you how it's supposed to be Listen, heavy hit
hitting with the lyrics and I'm spitting. I ain't even getting deep. It's just a teaser that I do. This ain't the come up. I've been one up. Trust. If you ain't talking like you're living, man. Hush. You're dropping. You know I get it popping. Cause the crowd is always rocking while my lyrics y'all be jocking. I can do that. I don't need a vote. I like my office with no sugar coat. I work hard. I play hard. And in this game, I can be the point guard. I've been there. I've done that. Because of me, they invented playback. So you must not know about me. You must not heard about me. I do what I do above satisfaction. Feel the pressure. Here's the reaction. You must not heard about me. You just don't know about me. Streets talking, I say probably. You worry about you when I worry about me. You ain't gonna do it like me. I'm not those other MCs. Like me, like me. I'm not those other MCs. Get loose to the rhythm.